Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's theticketking.com. And now, for fans of the 13-time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we. I think you're an idiot. And I mean that with the most respect possible that I can give to an idiot. Packers Hall of Fame quarterback, Jacob. Jacob. It's not as fun to say as equanimous. That is he a can... perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ring hey. the bell. Welcome back, Packers fans. I am, I have returned to the West Coast, the land of the Sonoran Desert, for my trek to beautiful Rockford, Illinois. See my friend and co-host of Pulse of the Pack, Jacob Westendorf, get married and to attend the Green Bay Packers Monday night game at Lambeau Field. I am Jason Perone of Cheesehead TV along with Jeremy Vanderlinden of Cheesehead TV. Jeremy, I want to give you some props and credit for always being our engineer on the live chat, setting up the show, setting up all the equipment because God knows if I did it, it would be <laughs> upside down somehow. Somehow. Like we'd literally be, we'd literally be sitting on the ceiling. All right, Jeremy inconsistently or consistently inconsistent. That's right. All right. What do we got? Uh, consistently, the, the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, that's what we got. They are consistently inconsistent, and that's why that's the name of the show tonight. Because when... Oh, already, right out of the gate, baby. Oh, uh, no. See, here's the thing. I'm going to try to keep it real chill tonight. Real chill. That's not what the people Places. came here for, man. That's not what the people came here for. Uh, Jason loves it when I get heated, but I'm going to try to keep it at, at, at least a, a lower level tonight, just because I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I don't need to be heated all the time. I'm trying to avoid a heart attack, Jason. All right. Uh, when are we going to see this green Bay Packer team? Mercedes Lewis catch a pass. When are we, well, that's a good question, but uh, well, maybe never. I don't know. When are we going to see this Packer team play an entire game as an entire team? Because we have been watching for years now. One half of the team play football. The Buffalo Bills. What? Everyone's going to point to the Bills game and say that that's your you can't that's say that. That's a terrible example. That is a that is a that is a just that's a crap example. They they scored 22 points against a shit team in the NFL. Woohoo! That is not consistency. That's garbage. And we have gone off the rails. It is the 2 minute mark. <laughs> you didn't even need to fast forward your browser. <laughs> so, the Packers obviously, okay, they're heading into a bye. They get a big win at, at Lambeau Field. I say big because it came down to the wire. It was exciting. Mason Crosby redeems himself, puts a game winner through. Thank God. Packers win 33-30. The, another fourth quarter comeback for Aaron Rodgers. Hope you're keeping tally over there. Uh flip Sklayless. And so a little something to be encouraged about because let's I mean, honestly, and we said it on our show, if they lost, which was looking like it was going to happen, the season is effectively, it's over. not, it's, well, I mean, it's over, not because of the standings. It's over because I just don't think that locker room, the locker room is not that cohesive to me. And you can sit here and question me and say, how do you know that you're not in there with those guys? Right. I just look at the way they play together on the field. You've got. Jimmy Graham screwing up routes like you're a, you're he finally a, had a good game though he did but you're a ten year nearly a, a ten year vet 
You still don't know where to sit down in the zone. He probably could have had a couple more catches. Now, granted, no, you're right. And I'll I'll say this: if it's Jimmy Graham five years ago, he probably houses that first catch. Oh yeah. And, and, but he couldn't get to, he couldn't get to the uh, end zone. But you know, Aaron Rodgers made some great throws, and he's kind of saving this team again. Mm-hmm. Young guys on defense stepped up and made some plays. It was the same story that we've seen all season long. You're right. They haven't put four quarters of quality football together. The first two quarters of that game were horrific. Uh, they couldn't figure anything out on defense. They got no pressure at all on C.J. Beathard. They made C.J. Beathard look really good. I, and, and again, it irritates me when the obvious thing or the thing that should not be beating any team is beating the Packers. And that's what's really frustrating right. to me. So here's my question back to you to kind of go along with what you said. Everyone talks about the identity of a team. By now, don't you think this team should have one? I don't think they do. I think that's kind of an issue league-wide, but no, I don't think they do. But I think the thing that bothers me about it is that this is what we've seen from the Packers for for a few years now, that they don't have an identity for a long time, and they barely have one when the season ends. And they go into the playoffs, well, that's like like the year they go into the playoffs and, the, and they make it all the way to the NFC Championship and get their asses kicked by the, by the Falcons, right? Did you feel like there was an identity to that football team? Well, there was up until that game, and everybody got mysteriously sick or hurt. I, and then they just, couldn't play in the NFC Championship game, but they were running the table, and they were like, they were a hot team, and it reminded us a little bit of 2010. Right. And I know everyone's sick of talking about it, but that's the reality. It, mm-hmm. You know, you get hot at the right time. We've seen teams do it. So yeah, I would say that team did, but it took them that that thing that didn't start until the end of November. So if that's going to happen again this season, we're another five weeks away from this team finding themselves. I just they've they've got too much youth. I don't think that's going to work. Right. All right. Well, let. Let's say hi to some of these people in the chat. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Willow Fall, I, I would say your name, but I can't read it. So Rodney Pryor, FMCH6444. That's a great name. You should. That's great. Uh, Justin, thanks for joining us. Jesse, thanks, guys, for jumping in and joining us in the chat. We do have a question for the people in the chat. And if you do not, if you don't have a YouTube account, you can't chat there and you want to send us an answer, you can send it to us at CHTV Live. That is the show account. Or you can text the show phone number if, if you don't have Twitter, 920-395-9030. 920-395-9030. And if the voicemail the is good enough and it's juicy enough, we will play it on the air. Well, yes. Yes, we will. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. We can't immediately. I have no, to, not, no, I have, not, no. I have, to, I have to prep it, Jason. No, I know you have to prep it. No, I get that. <laughs> not immediately, but I mean, eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Air. If you call, if you call, especially if you're drunk, if you call the voicemail and you're. Here I am throwing out our capabilities and I'm not even the one that does it. I'm like, we'll make that happen for <laughs> we'll you. Can do you do it. T- can you tell I'm in sales All in right. my day job and I just promise whatever. <laughs> All right. So we are. Already- hold on. Hold on. I got my question here. I still got to get this out there. This is for those in the chat. How do you feel? How are you feeling about the Green Bay Packers thus far in the season going into the bye? And how can they fix their inconsistencies? It's it's something that we're. I think every Packer fan is asking themselves: How can they fix the inconsistencies? You have to say, how do you feel about the team first? That was the right. first question. How, how do, do you feel, feel about, about the team? team? How do you fix the inconsistencies? What can they do to fix it coming out uh, of the bye? We already have one answer in the chat. It's just not good. <laughs> From you forgot 
you forgot Poland says not good. Sign a pass rusher. That's how to fix it. Fair. Come on. That's fair. It's fair. Uh, if you could find a good one, I'm, the difficulty is finding one out there. Shane Ray was suggested in the chat. Fire capers. Uh, that uh, is a great answer. If it was last year, guys, I got to tell you, and girls, I have to tell you. So I was in the stands for this one. I was sitting up in the new section. It's really nice. The seats having a seat at Lambeau Field is a new experience. For was me. there a cup holder? There is. There's That's a cup great. holder. It's just like any other stadium. It was incredible. So I'm sitting next to these guys. And this guy legitimately, I believe him. He, he was there for the ice bowl and he's had season tickets since the sixties. And I mean, then, and he was going to games there before Lambeau field looked anything like it does now. And he was so frustrated after the first quarter, he and his buddy, they were like, bring back capers, not fire capers. No, 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 bring no. back. Where's no, capers? No, 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 where's no. capers? Where's Dom capers? And it just, it just really, it reminded me that there's, there's a passing of the torch and there's many different generations of Packers fans and the days of the old steady and like, Oh, you know, I mean, honestly, if there was some humanly way, which it's not, you know, that Vince Lombardi was still alive right now, they would, they would probably want him (laughs) back on the sidelines coaching, you know, like. Roll him out there with his, you know, oxygen tanks and Did everything. Did you say there's that. probably not a chance of that? Did you say probably? Well, I don't. Rem- I don't know what year Lombardi was born in. Was he oh, born I, in I, like, I see what you mean. I thought you, you were, know what I mean. Like, like, no, you can't raise the dead, Jason. That's no, I know, but I mean, like, if okay, that's a good point. So, if, <laughs> if people out there, all right, let me qualify this because now I'm gonna have to, you know, answer Sorry. this on Twitter. I meant if he had not died when he did, would, Could he, he, would he still he be have still a chance of today? being alive right now? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure some people out there want them to bring back Mike Holmgren. He's still alive. Uh, as old as Holmgren uh, I is. I can't honestly promise you I'm not one of those people. Oh, God, Jason. <laughs> you can't be one of those people. I am. Oh, All right. No. So anyway, no, uh, I, I don't want Cap- I don't want uh, Holmgren. I don't want Capers either. Uh, so it's it's uh, it was a tough it was a tough thing at times at the beginning of the game. I will answer the, I. I don't feel great about the team. They had to get a win and they barely eked it out. How do they find consistency? Um, I, I think the coaching staff here has to help them. I think they've got to make it easy for them by running an offense that the players understand and can get behind. Yeah. You know, they ran the diamond formation and it was great to see. Okay. Awesome. And the, mm-hmm. the Niners like handed them seven points right. by only putting two defensive backs out there. So Ty Montgomery walked into the end zone, which was really sad because it should have been Aaron Jones touchdown, but they got, they pulled it off the board and on defense, you've got young guys too. So I think Petten, I think Petten's actually doing well in the defense. I think those guys are on board and they're getting it on offense. Jeremy, I'm gonna throw a theory out there uh, right now. It happens, and we remember we saw Aaron Rodgers take over for Favre. Mm-hmm. He was young, the young buck. Aaron Rodgers is turning into the old, old crusty guy. And I don't mean crusty in that he's bad or that he has a bad attitude, but you know after this many years in the league how good your team is. And his body language just says to me that he's just kind of doesn't want to get hurt. He wants to try to make help this team win. Let's make some big plays. Yeah. But there, there's just the cohesion just does not seem to be there. And I think that's part of it is that everyone's looking at him all the time to figure something out or to figure it out or to help out. And everyone's got to do their part. You know, I listened to David Bakhtiari. He talked to the big show and I think he helped call a couple of the plays like help Rogers, like figure out what they were, what was working, what not. I mean, they're on the field. Why not? If Rogers can make an call an audible at the line, why not have Bakhtiari step in there and make, and I trust him implicitly right. to do that. By the way, he had a fantastic 
pull block in this game. Like, he mm-hmm. took out a DB, like, on the other side of the field. Like, dude's got some wheels for a left tackle. Like, he's he's a very – I mean, we know he's a great left tackle, but I still think he's underrated. Yep. So, that's the thing. Coming out of the bye, please don't come out like you did in 2015 in Denver and forget there was a game that day. Because uh-huh. it's the Rams, and it's going to be about when, when, Remember when it used to feel good coming out of a bye thinking, like, this right. is Mike McCarthy's and they always and well, and, and Denver ended up winning the Super Bowl that year, and they were one of the best teams in the league, so we knew that was going to be a big test coming out of the bye. It's the exact same thing. The L.A. Rams are the NFC favorites right now, and you're on the road. So if you go to L.A., you pull out a win, and I'm going to put you on the spot later. We're going to play a little game that you didn't know about. Oh, I love okay. these little surprises. All right. But you, but I better you, drink you, more of this beer yeah, to prepare. You pull out a surprise win, though, in that game. <laughs> Anything is possible. I sound like Kevin Garnett in 2008 with the Celtics, but anything, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So yeah. that's that's my theory. Okay. I'm going to save my opinion because there are some people giving some opinions in the chat. By the way, I just figured out something awesome. I can mute people in the chat and they'll never come back. So <laughs> California, no, no. California Cowboys fan said something about um, sexual pieces of the human body. So... He's gone. An unknown person. I, I am so glad that you can't chat with us during this the during this show because you are a waste of space. Okay. No, screw you, California Cowboys fan. I heard that. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Rodney Pryor had an opinion here. He said, I'm confused about the team. They can run the ball more. Short passing game would help. That's fair. Run the ball more. They are having success. More. Did you... Um, did you see the clip from the the watch party? I can't watch the watch party because I'm doing the thi- we're doing the thing at the at the bar, so I don't get to watch Nagler on the watch party. But he had Ryan Grant on, and Ryan Grant said, in his time in Washington, he was there for like a month. They practiced the running game more in one day than the Packers would do in an entire week. Mm-hmm. That's what the that's what the Green Bay Packers think of the running game, mm-hmm. and that's that's sad because they have they have a stable of backs that can actually be game changers, and instead of practicing and preparing to use those guys. Mike McCarthy is focusing on the pass game, which has been inconsistent at best. Well, Aaron Rodgers more- is getting his, getting his ass kicked yeah. that whole game. He was running for his life. It seemed. And you, you could use the, you could use the running, the running game to maybe slow some of them up, that up. Fine. Be aggressive. We're going to, we're going to run when you blitz from the outside or you got guys coming from the outside. We're going to run right past them. You come on down. Let's run go. Draw, run draw. Uh, but, but they're, but the Packers don't do that. I think that's a fair opinion. Uh, Henry J asked, what happened to five wide receiver sets? That'll come back. I mean, that was Geronimo Allison and Randall right. Cobb being out. Injuries. I, the, they'll be there. The, the rookies, well, especially the, now. Well, the rookies these last two weeks have done nothing but catch balls and, and get even Jamon Moore has uh, Aaron Rodgers trust this, this passing game. The sky's the limit. I don't mean to sound corny, but it really is. If they come back and everyone's healthy, Jeremy, to your point though, to go back to the run game, even though they don't practice the run. Okay. You have the biggest bailout on your, in your running back depth chart. Even mm-hmm. though you don't practice, his name is Aaron Jones. Right. And he doesn't get the ball enough. So even though you don't practice the run game, this guy is still capable of rat- ripping off six yards a carry. Mm-hmm. I'll take second and four any day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we saw some of what McCarthy was talking about in this game. Because, you know, the drop pass, he had, he had a missed pass block that was really important. A key miss that... I think proved McCarthy's point a little bit. He can't necessarily be dependent on all the time. And I think that, you know, that sucks because he is so consistently good as a runner, but they have to be able to depend on him as more than a runner. And right now I just don't know that the rest of that's there. And I've been on the bandwagon of, we need more Aaron Jones. We need more Aaron Jones. But, but some of the stuff we saw in this game made me feel like, okay, maybe 
Packer fans are overreacting a little bit to Aaron Jones not being on the field, and maybe Mike McCarthy knows a little bit about what he's talking about. Jones missed a pass on the sideline. It was it was disappointing, but you don't have to take him out for an extended period of time. He's still a good runner. Last year, they ran Aaron Jones in, in pressure situations. They, mm-hmm. they ran him three times to close out the Cowboys game on the last drive when Rodgers hit Adams in the end zone, almost in the same fashion that he did in this game. So use those weapons, and I think – Listen, Mike McCarthy's coaching for his job. Okay, let's not fool ourselves. He's coaching for his job. So True. if you don't use Aaron Jones, okay, fine. You have other ideas. When they don't work and you're looking for a job or you're not in Green Bay anymore, you can you can look at the fact that you decided not to do the obvious thing that right. fans who are sitting on their couch thousands of miles away could tell you could do. I'm you in the stands do. with Jacob. And he's like, if I see this, he was getting so frustrated when they, they weren't playing well. And he's like, if I can see this from up here in my nosebleed seats, like they've got to know what's going on on the field. Mm-hmm. And the they must know something we don't excuse is okay. But I think a lot of it is Aaron Rodgers bailing everybody out. And so the narrative now is right. the Packers offense is one page and it's everybody do whatever the hell you need to. And Aaron, please save us and do something magical. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, but that's frustrating. It's not obviously the case, but you're supposed to be an offensive coach. You're a quarterback, mm-hmm. used to be a quarterback guru. You right. know, you get a lot of credit for Aaron Rodgers being what he is. And I think McCarthy had a huge hand in that. Right. Dude, Andy Reid is doing things in Kansas City with his offense. Now I get it. He's got Tyreek Hill and who's the other, uh, who's the running back? Uh, uh, Hicks, not Hicks, um, Hunt. Hunt, Kareem, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Kareem I Hunt. mean, he's got phenomenal skill players, and I and Kelsey, and I get that. And Mahomes is an up-and-comer, and I mean, they've got a lot of really good pieces. Right. These rookie wide receivers, come on, man. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is legit. He's for real. Mm-hmm. Equinemius St. Brown, fantastic catch. I mean, that's a tall dude. That, making listen, it. that, that was a really tough catch. Yeah, dude, that catch was, um, like, seriously – a clutch play and a key moment that veterans need to make and some of them miss like yeah. to, to have the, to have the ability to catch the ball, but also then contort his body to get out of bounds, to stop the clock. Fantastic play from Equinemius. And I think the, the, the best thing that has come out of these last two games is seeing these two rookies play the way that they've played. And it, did you see when he caught the ball, he just flicked it like pointed first down. Like he's been playing for two years in the league. I love that moxie. That's yep. why I love these guys. Yep. All right. Henry says, put Rogers in the shotgun, put out five wide receiver sets, Adams, Allison, Cobb, Graham, Scantling on St. And St. Brown, St. Brown. I'll put my money on our whiteouts against any secondary. He's yep. right. I agree. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think I, I would love to see them spread it out more. We want to see them run, run it more. Yes. We also want to see them spread it a little bit more too, but okay. I don't know if it's fair to say that they don't spread it. There are some things that they're doing. There's a lot, actually there's been a lot more creativity with Mike McCarthy's offense this year than, than the past uh, two years. So that's been really great. It's not just spread it out. It's not just go deep. It's not just, he waits to get creative until it's a pressure cooker situation though. Like come out and get an early lead. If you're going to defer and take the, put the defense on the field for the first series, right? Get off the field first of all, which they've done. They've done a couple times this season. They did it um, last week. Yeah, right. They they got off the field on the uh, right. Didn't they defer and they got off the field? I think so. I think so. I even don't, I don't even though they lost, but you if you're going to get in, you get creative early and build up that lead. You don't have Jordy Nelson. It's not 2011. You're not going to get up 14, 17, nothing easily every week. 
Yeah. Get creative early. Don't wait till it's, it's dire straits. I mean, you know, you can't possibly be holding everything in your back pocket for what you have to win games. Right. now. So this is the, that's part of my, okay. I'll give my answer now just cause you kind of get, got into it a little bit. I'm lost on this football team. That's how I feel about it thus far. That's where I'm at. I am lost. I don't know, man, because everything that I said in the pregame show, literally everything was wrong. And not because I don't know football, not because I don't understand what's on this football team. It's the inconsistency of the Green Bay Packers. I don't know what the hell they're going to be week in and week out. I don't know. And I'm lost. Yeah, that's fair. That's why I said the identity thing. The identity is is. gone. It's not there. It's not been there for a while. They've not been a team that's gained an identity throughout the season the last few years, and that's really frustrating. So I'm lost. And my response to to improve, I think the, the way that they need to improve is look at the things that happened in the key moments of the game when you needed it. Find out how to get that into your every your your just your game plan consistently and start using that crap. You start putting guys on the field like Equinemius when you need it. He gets open and makes that that key play. Heck, Jamon Moore had had a great play. And that's not to say like what you need to do to fix this is get the rookies on the field more. That's not it. Whatever you're doing in that time is working well enough to to get the rookies open. So that Jamon Moore can have a catch. So that Equinemius St. Brown is open enough to make a play at the end of a game. Whatever the hell you're doing when you need it, figure out how to get that shit going on early in the game. Stop waiting till the end of the game. That's how you fix it. Because we've seen this offense light it up. We've seen it. But it always happens for like a half or quarter. The defense too. Yeah, it's usually the fourth quarter. Right. Whatever you're doing in the first half or second half defense, figure out how to get that shit going in the first half and stop waiting till the second half. I thought that's what was going to happen against the 49ers. I thought we were going to watch another game where the defense looked like crap in the first half, came out in the second half and shut them down. And somewhat that happened. I mean, obviously they let the Packers, they let the offense get back into the game, but that's that, that was the worst showing this defense has had this year. And, and honestly, it felt as crappy as watching Dom Capers defense last year. Do we it, want to flip to that side of the ball? Or do we still have more offense stuff to go on? Because we, I've got plenty. Of, I, I have immediately. I know what, what I want to talk about first. But do you want to? Do we have any more offensive stuff we want to talk about? So you, you go ahead. You jump into your stuff from offense. But just to just to put a little little bow on this, my opinion is I'm lost, or my feelings are that I'm lost, and they just they just need to look at what they've done successfully and start implementing it more. We've seen Aaron Jones run the ball really well. Find ways to use him more because McCarthy has been really stubborn. And people have said it in the chat. Uh, if I could find it, somebody said in the chat, Mike McCarthy is really stubborn. He doesn't understand why they, they don't use, use Aaron Jones more. It, you know, like I said before, maybe McCarthy's a little right on him, but you got to figure out ways to get the ball in his hands. Cause you can't, cause you can't stop him. So just to throw the question back out there for people in the chat, the question is how you, how do you feel about the green Bay Packers right now? This, at this point in the season, looking forward and how do they fix the inconsistencies after the bye? Play football. Just play football. If you're on offense for the Green Bay Packers, first of all, I want to talk about the offensive line because Byron Bell did a good job stepping in. Again, Byron Bell is your new right guard, and he's not bad. I, I mm-hmm. like him out there. He's great. McCray was healthy. He was on the sidelines for this game. And even when even when Bell got hurt, Lucas Patrick was in. McCray wasn't. So I don't think the Packers think that highly of Justin McCray, even though a lot of us did. Then Bell had to move out to right tackle when Bulaga came out with the shoulder injury. Belaga went back in the offensive line for this Packers. Let's never underappreciate them and everything that they do to, to keep Mm -hmm. 
things whole and keep things moving because Aaron Jones still has to have running lanes and they might not be the cleanest, but this offensive line's doing a good job. I think Corey Lindsley's having a quietly a really good season at center. Yep. David Bakhtiari is all world at left tackle. I will never not mention him and give him props. Ta- left tackles and offensive linemen don't get any credit because they don't show up on the stat sheet. Lane Taylor, left guard, great job, undrafted, gem, huge gem, Balaga, we need him. So this line did, did a good job. Skill players, don't think so much. Just go out and play football. We took for granted in 2011. Jeremy, I'm going to list this off because I don't know if you recall this, but here's the thing. You want to know why those 2011 offenses were up 17-0, 21-0? Ready for this? Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings. Donald Driver, mm-hmm. Jermichael Finley, yep, James Jones. That's a beautiful list. That is it can make a, me cry. Yes, every single one of those guys was were smart football players, and they just went out and they played and they played right. smart. The rookies are thinking too much, still. Right. Jimmy Graham, for whatever reason, does not understand what zone coverage looks like and how to sit down in the zone, just turn around, take the easy seven yards. It's real simple. You know who has stepped up a little bit over the last couple weeks? Very minor, but he's made some catches, is Kendricks. Lance Lance Kendricks, Kendricks, yeah. Lance Kendricks has earned some of those snaps back, and it's McCarthy's is all about earning snaps and earning opportunities. Do you remember when Mercedes Lewis caught a long touchdown pass against the Packers in week one for the Jaguars in week one of 2016? And I was like, I used to do a – I used to do a preview. I think, I don't remember what my, my second article that I wrote back then, but I would do a preview and I would tick everybody off. Cause I would always list the two or three players that have no business beating the Packers or doing well mm-hmm. that will. Cause I'm just negative that way. Trolley yeah. and Mercedes Lewis. I was like, watch Mercedes Lewis. He's going to have a sneaky good game. And there he does goes busting up the seam catches a long pass for a touchdown. So when they signed him this off season to the Packers, I was like, Oh my God, he's Keith Jackson. And then you got Jimmy Graham, who's Chamora. Uh, right. No. Keith Jackson ran routes and could catch a ball and got deep. Mercedes Lewis is – I don't think he's going to touch the ball all season. But Lance Kendricks actually played okay. These guys just need to play – loosen up and just relax and play football and be confident. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's going right. to throw the ball. He had a really nice throw to Graham mm-hmm. in coverage where – he leads Graham perfectly away from the defenders. And because of where the ball was thrown, Graham is able to catch it while he's running, not break stride. And he picks up another like seven or eight yards before they're able to tackle him. Like you got to have trust in your teammates. That's what I think is missing. Mini boy says Jimmy Graham is washed up. Hasn't been the same player since he left the Saints. Well, first of all, I don't know about washed up. He just had like what? 104 yards or something like that. Like he had it. Hell of a game this week, so I'm not really sure what you're watching. He's also dealing with a knee injury, so his season has started a little bit slow. Um, I'm assuming Mini Boy is a is a Vikings fan. What, no, what? not necessarily. No, no, no. I I don't think Washed is. I think what he's saying is is that he's not the same player, and and, and so he's using Washed well, to we describe that. that. And that's not what he means. He, he, washed up is is you can't play anymore. Jimmy Graham can still play. Right. He's made some really bonehead moves. He dropped that touchdown pass in Detroit. He hasn't been everything that we wanted him to be. Right. And it's really frustrating because this is the second year no, in a I row think... that, that we've had, you know, a free agent tight end coming out. Now the turd that got flushed down the toilet last, last year, year is a totally different story. Right. So let but... me, let me, let me put a little, a little bit of positive spin on that. 
what we just saw from Jimmy Graham, Mercedes Lewis, or Mercedes Lewis, uh, Martellus Bennett was nowhere near having the game. You that, said the that name. I did say it. The Why turd. The turd was nowhere near having the game that, that Jimmy Graham just had. He who so, shall not be named. You're right. Uh, okay, I was wrong. Mini Boy is a Packers fan for many. I'm sorry. I guess, you know, Jason lived in Minnesota for a time, and he's a big Packers fan. So to those of you who are Packers fans living in Minnesota, I am sorry for, for, for judging you based on your online names. Um, Jimmy Graham had Jimmy Graham had a good game. He had a good game this week. I think that that's a good a good place to be. They're still they still need to work on um, um, the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Graham. They need to make those key plays where it's like Graham is wide open, but then he just kind of like drifts out of the hole where where there's an opening and Rodgers throws to the opposite side where he thought he would be, you know, or something like that. So it's just. It's it's a relationship thing, and that's the thing you just talked about when you listed all of those guys. Which, by the way, Henry says that uh, that put a smile on his face listing all those guys from 2011. The thing that Aaron Rodgers had with those guys that he doesn't have right now is a relationship that they are on the they are on the field. The entire group knew what Rodgers was going to do, and if he broke the pocket, they all knew how to respond. Bingo. And right now, there's Bingo. one guy playing that knows how to respond when Rodgers breaks the pocket. It's Devonte Adams because Randall Cobb is the other guy and he's hurt. And that's the key. That's the important part of Randall Cobb, why you shouldn't cut that guy. That's why you can't get rid of that guy. Yeah, you can. Because when you break the pocket, he knows what to do. No, you can't. They're not going to get rid of him this season, but after this season, oh, he can. Th- yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree because right now he's Rodgers is building up a rapport got, and a relationship that with his rookies. And that kind of thing is happening. But for this season, you need a guy like Randall Cobb on the team because that 75-yard touchdown that he had where Rodgers broke the pocket – and Cobb got open just a just a touch. Sat down just in the zone. A touch. That's what Jimmy Grant would sit down in the and zone. And Rodgers hit him, and boom, Cobb took off and scores a long touchdown. That is what Aaron Rodgers is missing from most of his receiver group right now. And they'll get there. Jimmy Graham will get there. They will build that relationship. It's coming. Martellus Bennett was never building that relationship with anybody at any time. He was so full of his own crap that he just could he wasn't building a relationship with anybody. That guy from the second he showed up in Green Bay was just all about Martellus Bennett. Just all about that just himself, you know. Uh, I like he's got one foot out the door in football at the time. You know, he's talking about his business that he started. He's talking about imagination, whatever it's called. And he wasn't ever fully in it. He didn't have the right attitude. He showed up hurt. We all know he showed up to Green Bay hurt and lied about an injury. He's a piece of crap. Okay. He's Jimmy been, Graham's he's been not bagging, that. He's been bagging on Eli. You just wait because he's going to give it to Rodgers and he's going to wait till the end of the season when the seat, when they like lose. A, when they uh, miss the playoffs yes, or something and crappy. He's going to put a tweet out there and then he's just going to sit back. And, and watch, eat, watch it all come in, eat his Cheetos and watch it all come in and drink his cheap beer. Cause he's a cheap ass. So I will say this and I'll ask you this. What, well, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling, at least of the three rookies mm-hmm. by the end of this season, probably sooner. I think it'll happen. You know, these guys are going to get trial by fire over these next two games. Cause yeah. they're at LA and then they're at new England. You watch regardless of the result of those two games. Those rookie wide receivers are going to come out of those games life light years wiser. Marquez Valdez Scantling will get on that page. He will effectively take over the Cobb role, uh, even though he's he's maybe more of an outside guy. But yeah. he will become that second guy that can do it. And then you'll have Cobb. 
This well, hey, this this hey, receiving He's not the second guy. He'd be the third because the third, guess who Geronimo else? Allison. Ron, Geronimo Ronnie, Allison. Ronnie, and you Ronnie can't Allison. forget about Geronimo Allison. He was looking so good before he got hurt. He's on the he's on the page with right. Rodgers, yes, right? Yes, he's there. So, so I was so wrong. Got, there is another guy. He's also hurt. Geronimo Allison I think is there and I think Aaron Rodgers he loves Geronimo. They practice. They they're they're going to play against the Rams cuz they both practice and I think it was a a business decision to hold those guys out as well as Jair Alexander who would have probably been very helpful against Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin, I don't know if the Packers just didn't realize he was on the roster. He took that entire – well, I mean, the, I, the, the number 11 used to be lucky in my life. I will never, ever, mm-hmm. ever pull up to the number 11 pump to put gas in my car again after that Monday night game against the 49ers. <laughs> I don't ever want to see your face uh, again. Gosh. The Actually, bull- it wasn't his face. It was the back of his jersey because that's all I saw running down the field with terrible. the ball away from the defense. It was terrible. The Bull DeVoe says Kumaro is coming back. Okay, uh, so moving on <laughs> to the defensive side of the That's ball. not happening. They don't have a need for that. They're, the group is playing really well right now, even without two of their key guys. Jake Kumaro is not going to be on this roster this year. Unless, unless somebody they have, gets hurt. Unless they have some key injury, unless they lose somebody. Knock on wood. Okay, we can't have that happen. But unless something bad happens, that's not. it's just not going to happen. Right now, those guys are playing really well. So I, I, I love where this team is at as far as wide receiver goes, and I feel like the next few years, they're going to be – a sick group of receivers. They're going to be good. So let me read this. You know, actually I read this to you before. Um, uh, well, dang it. Now I got to find it. Cause I, I Twittered around and now I lost where it was. Ben Fennel said, uh, put out some stats on, uh, Devonte Adams and, uh, they were pretty darn good red zone stats. So this wide receiver group, I I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. And I think that I, I think Rogers biggest issue with them is that they're just not quite on the same page yet. They are going to get there. Uh, get the buy is I think the buy came at a great time. They had a couple good games. They can they can come back to it now, hit it with a fresh mind and, and come back knowing that hey, we know how to play together. The Bears the Bears came off their bye and they got they got beat by the Dolphins. Is that does <laughs> no, it get any not sweeter? Just, not just the Dolphins. They got beat by Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Oh man. I, I sat in the stands for a couple of Osweiler ASU games, one of which was against U of A and they lost. So if you went mm-hmm. to U of A, congrats can screw you also. Terrible <laughs> choice. Uh, I can attest that is not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> that was an ugly loss. For I, the ca- Bears. I cannot. I, I just can't believe it. Okay. So I found it. The Ben, this is from uh, Ben Fennel. Uh, since 2016 red zone leaders targets in targets, Devonte Adams with 60 Michael Thomas with 50 receptions, Devonte Adams with 37 Jordy Nelson with 34 touchdowns. Devontae Adams with 22, Nelson 20, Thomas 17. Devontae Adams is a stud in the and red those zone. Those Nelson stats all came from Rodgers when he was with right? the Packers. Yes, totally. Well, they, they were, yes. Uh, but point being, seeing what we're seeing from these rookies right now, and then Devontae Adams being who he is, he's Devontae Adams is a stud. I think he's a top five receiver in the NFL. And I, we had an argument with some Vikings fans about this, but I, I do, I genuinely do believe this about him. He's so consistent and he's so good. And his footwork is like, it's like some kind of like magic that ha- like that guy, his, his route running is perfect. He can make anybody miss. He's beautiful. He's a great receiver. And, and, and then add to that, these, these rookies that are learning how to play in the next few years, that group is going to look fantastic. They really are. I think unless something goes horribly wrong, Knock on wood again. That's going to be great. That's going to be a great group. All right. We got to, we got to get to the defensive side of the ball. So the first place I want to start on the defensive side of the ball is 
we have got outside linebackers who are getting paid way too much to do very little. Very now, little. Nick Perry didn't have a sack, but he knocked a couple passes down. Mm-hmm. Clay had the sack in this game. But the outside backers are just not from a pressure standpoint. Now, Fackrell made a couple of tackles in space that were very helpful. He actually showed some speed. Like, maybe it was me being there live. He's not that worthless as long as he doesn't get pushed out of the play. I'll never forget that Washington game where he was eliminated from the screen. Like, literally, like, someone picked him up and threw him away like a piece of trash. Um, He's got that speed. Uh, Reggie Gilbert can't defend the run. He was so bad. He got taken out of uh, so many run plays. It was, it was ugly, but clay and, and Perry, th- those guys can't, they're not dynamic enough to get it, to get it done. I don't know no. what the deal is. They just, they can't, they, they need, they need a pass rush specialist. They need somebody and they're not going to just find it from anywhere. If they don't go out and get somebody, which what are you going to, you're going to have to make a trade. And I, I don't think they would do that. Right. This next draft, right tackle, and the outside linebacker, a pure pass rusher, are going to be huge. The Bull DeVoe asked Gurley, 175 yards over or under? Total yards or just rushing? Let's say total yards. Under. But I I mean, I say under, but he could come in at 150 and 160 and it Which won't surprise still really me. still really bad. Still really bad for the Packers. Um Rodney Pryor said, "I'd uh, go after Shane Ray. I don't. I just don't know. No. You know, I just don't. Nope. I don't know that the answer to the to the um, outside linebacker issue is is fixed this year. Like, I don't know if that exists this year. That's not a thing that I think they can do right now. They need to hit. You know, go back and, and figure it out and be ready for this offseason. And fig- somebody asked in the chat, do we think Joey Bosa is going to or not Joey Bosa? What's what's Nick his, Bosa? Nick Bosa is going to be worth the first round pick with the injury? Um, yes." He'll still get drafted. Yeah, I think so. I he'll think he'll get drafted, still gets drafted. And the nice thing for the Packers is uh, he's probably going to he's probably gonna fall deep in the draft and they can use one of those two picks to get him. I mean, that's I mean, with the injury that he's got going on, I think there's a chance the Packers get a shot at him later in the draft. And that the, would only re- the only thing I'd want is uh, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but the only I'd only want him if that injury that's keeping him out till November, if it comes out that he might have maybe uh, made a business decision to come back in November to save himself. M- Mini boy says Nick Bosa might be the number one pick. Don't be, you know what? Don't, don't sell yourself on that right now. Cause it's still early in the NFL in, in the college yeah. season. We're way, and too, we're when, way too far. When, when, when the NFL draft comes along, you see guys names like that, that you think is they're going to be the guy or they're going to be up there and they fall way, way down. Miles so Jack. Just, yep. Just, just give so, it, just give it some time. That's, you know, you can assume that right now, but you don't know who's really going to stand out by the end of the season that takes that take that takes that spot. So, so obviously problems in the passing game and not defending the pass very well. Kentrell Bryce is uh, he has lost me. I I'm off the train. Oh yeah, he's uh, lost. Hell me. yeah! There was I'm, a question in the I'm chat. I'm off the safety train altogether. There I, was both of them. Well, there was a question in the chat earlier about you know is is Jermaine Whitehead going to take the snaps or the reps? God, I Whitehead's, hope not. Whitehead's not any That's better. That's not the answer. He's not any you better. know what the answer was? I, you know, and I shouldn't even say it. It's just it's because it, it's not there anymore, so it doesn't matter. Elor, there were, there, there, Elor Thomas from the, no, from the Seattle Seahawks. There was Kenny Vaccaro sat for a long time. 
that group of safeties, uh, Trey Boston sat out there for a long time this offseason. I mean, there was a large group of safeties that sat in free agency that the Packers could have taken a run at and didn't even think about we'll it. We'll never know if there were any conversations with Eric Reed. so I have a hard time just saying flat out that was a big mistake. I don't think so. I, I, I don't think there was a conversation because I think the only owner in the league that had the guts to do it was the Panthers owner because he's new to the league, and I don't think that he thinks the same way that the other guys do. I just think the other guys in the league that have been there, including Mark Murphy not being an owner but being a team president, they all have a similar mindset. They all have been working together for a long time. New guy shows up and goes out and signs signs Eric Reed because he's a good football player. And guess what? Eric Reed's still kneeling on the sidelines. So other owners in the league, you know, are bothered by that. You know, Jerry Jones would be pissed off if that happened. So it, I, I genuinely think that that would not have happened had it not been for the Panthers having a new owner. I don't think Eric don't Reed think would have been kneel, signed. Right? He, he's been kneeling. Yes. Yes, he's been kneeling. So that could be, and that's getting into a whole other discussion there. Obviously, the safety group is rough. Ha ha, Clinton Dix was marginal in this game. He needs a running mate. They don't have one for him right now. So outside linebacker and safety are a big need. They're, they're high on the radar and big on the list of reasons why the Packers defense has struggled. They, Henry J says move Tremont Williams to safety problem solved. No, it's just not you know that what? simple. No, it's really not. And, and, and Tremont is a backup at this point. He's starting the out of necessity because some of the rookies aren't ready, but right. Uh, you Jair's, know, Josh Jair's Jackson hurt. You got yeah. Josh Jackson is uh, he's a pretty instinctual player. He came up and, and set the edge on a play on a run play and he can do it. He's willing to get his hands dirty and get his, you know, put his head in there. I think as soon as they feel comfortable, because they did move Haha ha into the starting safety role midway through 2014, his rookie season, and he never gave the role back. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as Jackson shows he can do it, right. you got to go with King, Jackson, and Jair. Roll with the young guys, and that's that. Kevin King played a full game, didn't come out, didn't get hurt, got his first interception. It was a hell of a play. Let's talk about that. Well, it was a hell of a play. Right place, right time. And it was one of those things where you saw the ball going downfield and you're like, turn your head. Please turn your head. Oh, God, turn around. Oh, God, here it comes. And he did uh, it just at the right time. So it was going away from me and I'm up in right. that upper section. So I'm above the ball. So I have no idea, like, if this pass is on target, what's happening, who's catching it. I was sure it was going to fall in the 49ers receiver's hands. And that's because that's what I was watching all game long. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, it was a it was a beautiful play. I want to I, I, I want to um, address this. Bull DeVoe in the chat says Trey Boston leads the league in interceptions right now, or he thinks he does. That was an assumption. So I looked it up. He is in the group of, of players leading the league with three interceptions, but guess who else is in that group? Ha ha Clinton Dix. Yeah. Ha ha's in that group too, but that doesn't mean that does not mean that ha ha is, uh, you know, having a good season. So I, I guess that's just not a good measure to go on at this point. It's so early in the season. Let's see where they end up at the end of the year. But Honestly, Trey Boston next to HaHa would have been a nice upgrade over Kentrell Bryce. So moving back to your thing you were talking about, Kevin King and that interception, it was great. It was a fantastic play, great awareness. He he was, you know, he's going down the field and he's kind of watching the receiver. And when the receiver looked back for the ball, it popped in his head like, okay, I need to I need to turn and look back for the ball. And boom, it was right right in his gut bucket. Like great that, catch. That was his ball. That was his ball from the beginning by position. He didn't he didn't let the receiver get inside. He fought to stay inside. And boom, he's in the right spot for that ball. Great catch. Great catch. Made a great catch. Great play. Finally got his first interception in the NFL. He's 
hopefully can stay healthy because I think when he's on and he's playing well, he's he's good. We not we didn't just don't have the sample size to know whether or not he can be effective. He is obviously he's, he's stepped up and made a big play there. There was some talk about Blake Martinez and some debate about whether he had a good game or not. I thought he played okay. You know he the, Clay Matthews um, that whiff. On that open field tackle. What an embarrassment. That's what why. An, what a freaking embarrassment. That is why I'm saying like he, you know, everyone's like put him in the middle. Like Clay Matthews is, is he basically is a third down pass rush specialist at this point in his career. And he's playing, but he's playing three downs. Because they have to have him. Okay. So a couple things. Uh, I, you talked a little bit about the corners and I've been so busy, like trying to read the chat that I have not responded to you. The cornerback group, Tremont Williams could move to safety, maybe in the off season at the age that he's at. It's not a thing they're going to do right now. Maybe they start actually, you know what? We could be wrong. He played safety in, in uh, Mike Pettin's defense with the Browns. He played some safety. So he knows the position in this defense. Maybe it's something that happens when the rest of the group gets healthy because they got Bashad Breland sitting there. He can be, he's a depth guy. Jair Alexander has been hurt. So when the rookies are totally ready to make, to take over some of those roles and Kevin King can be the number one guy and stay healthy and Bashad Breland's ready to be that depth, maybe then, maybe then you start playing with Tremont Williams at safety because he, he did it before. He should know the position in this, uh, in, in this defense. Uh, Tyler says that Woodson would be a better safety right now. Uh, I'm going to agree with you just because I love Charles Woodson so much. It's probably not true, but I agree. You're right. Bring back Charles Woodson. Let him play safety. I, I thought he was going to bust out from his uh, ESPN booth he's and just gonna like fly out Superman of with his uniform. Yeah, he's going to take over. Um, the, so the safety position needs correcting, but they can't correct it. So they, they can't do anything about it right now. Too many injuries to move Tremont. Too many injuries to really play with the guys they have on the roster and figure out who can play it. And I don't think there's really anybody of, of insane value right now. Uh, I think somebody said TJ Ward, and I don't know if he's actually available or not. No. I'd have to look it up. No, so, thanks. So back to the outside linebacker group. We've talked about this a few times. In this defense, the outside linebackers are not the star of the pass rush. It's a scheme that creates pass rush, right? But you still need your outside linebackers to create some pass rush. Like, it doesn't mean they, they, they don't have to. It just means that they don't have to be the star of the show. They still got to show up and do it, right? So Clay's been inconsistent. It's sad when your most consistent outside linebacker is... Kyler Fackrell. Kyler freaking Fackrell. <laughs> Kyler Fackrell. It's the most consistent. Jason's taking his headphones off because I'm ripping his ear holes out. Kyler Fackrell is the most consistent outside linebacker on this football team. Somebody punched me in the face. I never thought this day would arrive. Jason just punched me in the face. All right. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very frustrating. Obviously, very telling. That's a problem. It's <laughs> definitely a problem. But this defense, uh, they've, got, they've got some tough tests coming up. So, maybe we transition here and we say, okay, this, now they're going into the bye week. Mm -hmm. They're going to get a chance to get healthy. They're going to get two receivers back off the, off of the bye. Fortunately, they don't have a you know laundry list of guys that are hurt. So, everybody should come back fresh and ready to go. But it's – the LA Rams. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a really, and for those of you listening, we're not going to have a show next week because of uh, scheduling. So we're going to kind of preview the Rams game right now. This is going to be a rough one because I don't see a way in which the Packers can win this game. Even if they play perfectly, unless the Rams give it away. So I right. don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. And then the week after that, they go to new England. Rodney, so, I, do, I do want to get your, to your time Montgomery question. I'm going to do that. So, but anyways, continue on the Rams. So I'm going to put you on the spot. You have to bet your house on one of the two, <laughs> the Packers beating the Rams 
Okay. Or the Packers beating the Patriots. I'm not betting anything. No, you have to bet I your house on one. Patriots. Wh- Patriots. Okay. Actually, no. The Rams. They got two weeks to prepare. If they're going to beat either of those two teams, and I know the Rams are as good as they are, they they, they lead the league in overall offense. Do you think it's honestly possible even with two weeks to prepare? I don't. I do. I do because we've seen the Packers come out and do amazing things out of the bye. We've seen Mike McCarthy. Somehow Mike McCarthy becomes an amazing – okay. Let me. I, I don't want to say that because it's not that he's not a, an amazing coach. He's been an amazing coach. Mike McCarthy's a good coach in the NFL. He's great. Not things aren't going well right now, and I, and like I said last week, I do think it's time to move on from Mike McCarthy. I still believe that, but something happens with Mike McCarthy when he has to go up against something that is like nobody thinks he can do it. Something magical does happen when he goes up against Bill Belichick with Matt Flynn at quarterback, and yeah, they didn't win that game, but they were in it with Matt freaking Flynn. Can I like, tell you a quick story? I had uh, was playing fantasy football. It was the last time I played fantasy football. And I had the Patriots defense. I had to choose. I had the Patriots defense that week, and I was in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the one seed, and I was the lowest seed, and I was getting beat. And what happened at the end of that game? Matt Flynn gets sacked. He fumbles, and the Patriots recover the ball with zero seconds left on the <laughs> clock. And those three things saved you. Gave me a win. I got Gosh. a playoff fantasy football had. win from that because my team <laughs> lost. At least somebody, and the best part was I didn't even realize until the next day and I went into work and I, I went up to the guy and he was like talking all smack all week long. And I'm like, whatever, man, you're going to get beat anyway. And, you know, he, he kind of looked at me like, why are you taking a jab at me? And I looked and I'm like, oh, my God, I won. <laughs> like, I had no idea. That was that was the only FMCH asks or says the season is this season is a culmination of years of Ted Thompson's refusal to use the free agents, use free agency and bad drafts. Well, they also are succeeding because of this past year's draft. But right. yeah, Ted Thompson definitely he definitely he definitely left the cupboard bare in certain well, areas. Well, it's not just this year; it's the last. It's, it's several. The, the previous two, so it's th- fifteen. It's, we're in Randall's the third gone, year. Rollins is gone. Right, we're in the third year of real struggle because Ted Thompson did not do enough to to fill this roster with more talent. And he tried his last year as GM. The, all those free agent signings that happened in the offseason, I think that was Ted Thompson's last ditch effort to figure shit out. And it did not work out very well. It was not good. So, unfortunately, just like Mike McCarthy, I love Ted Thompson. I think he's a great GM. He was a fantastic GM. I appreciate his time in Green Bay. It did not end well. It did not end well. And they are paying the price right now. I totally agree with that. They're paying the price right now. Um, Rodney asked, why don't they use Ty Montgomery on punt returns? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Somebody tell me. I want to know, too. I want to know, too. I don't want Tremont out there. I just, right now you need Tremont. Your cornerback group is banged up, and you're still putting them out there. you got three running backs that you don't even know who the hell to use, and and instead of using them in places where you could, you got Tremont Williams, who's like 9,000 years old, out there hoping he doesn't break his brittle bones trying to make punt returns. Like, And and he's a good punt returner. He... you know, he, he's smart and he's dependable, and that's something that you really, really want. Somebody who will just be smart. After watching Trevor Davis last year, he doesn't have to make any big plays. Just be smart. That's all I want, right? I'm happy with you just being smart. Tremont can be that. Tom Montgomery, I think, can can break some big plays. I, I think he's got the ability to make, to make some big returns. Yeah, he's smart. He's not afraid of this to seize the moment. Right. He's just had a few times where they put him in that role and, and, he's, and he's muff punts. Right. And he's, he's muff kicks and, and that kind of thing has happened. So I don't know that they're ready to, to trust anybody. They're going with, with what's safe. They feel like Tremont is safe. Let's just be safe. We're being safe. 
but I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Right. So, right. So, okay. So you got, you got a tough matchup against the Rams and you got the the Patriots mm -hmm. and then a tough road schedule. I, I say, if you want anything magical still to come of this season, you have to win at least one of those two games. Mm -hmm. Have to have to, it's not mathematical. It wasn't mathematical against the Niners. It's emotional. It's chemistry. It's locker room. It's confidence. Right. Got to do it. And I, we've seen at times the Packers overachieve and surprise us for, you know, 58, I don't know, 56 minutes of an NFC championship game in mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not impossible. Right. Jared Goff is not that good. You know, the Rams have a good offensive. He is surrounded they, by a lot of, they've good got players. a good offensive game plan. They have a good, good, Offensive minded coach and their defense right. happens to have some really good pieces to it. But here's the deal. Talib is going to be out. Marcus right. Peters, if he's back, is still going to not be totally 100%. fresh, totally fresh. I mean, and I don't know who the Rams have the week after, but hopefully it's a really tough matchup and they can look and they're looking past us. That yeah. would be that would probably right. be another way the Packers could possibly win that game. I just don't like I don't like the chances. There's just too many weapons. Cooper Cup and I don't love the chances either. I agree with you though. They have to figure out how to win one of those two games. Um well, and then don't forget. Then you got at Minnesota coming up shortly after they that. Play, you have they, to. they play the Rams the week after, or the uh, the Rams. The Rams play the Rams. Uh, they play the Saints the week after. Big game. That's a big game on the road or at home. Uh, Google does not give me that information. Wait, okay. they are they are on the road. They're on the road against the Saints the week after. Maybe they look ahead a little. And look, I I do think the Packers can win one of those two games. I think the talent is there. We all know the talent is on this team. That's why we're all frustrated. I feel like the Patriots game is going to be what I just described where before we went on the air, where the Packers are going to be ahead Mm -hmm. for three and a half quarters. Don't. (laughs) And then, and then they're going to crush their souls. Our souls. We're all going to be it. No, Uh, let's not, uh, we need a Tariq Cohen type of guy. Spicy Every shots. team that needs a Tariq great. Cohen. That sounds great. I, mean, I yeah. want that. Uh, they might have. Well, they might have that. Aaron Jones is, you know, he's I mean, I don't know how they compare his players, but Tariq Cohen can catch the ball out of the backfield. And I think Aaron Jones can too, other than that drop that he had this week. Back to Jared Goff real quick. We both said, no, he's not that good. He, he's, I, I don't want to discredit him too much. He is good. He's also got a lot of help around him on that offense. Jared Goff, he's not the straw that stirs that drink. That's all. Okay, Jared Goff is not the straw that stirs the drink in that on that offense. It's Todd Gurley. It's Gurley. It's Gurley. So, what do you need to do to beat the Rams? You got to shut down Todd Gurley. You, you have shut to down shut down Todd Gurley. Shut down the run, but the problem is that there's no pass rush. There's yeah. no pass rush to make the pass not work either. Right, so it's like, okay, we'll shut one down. <laughs> They'll light us up. Robert Woods will have a big game anyways. Pick your poison. Right. Uh, it's, and that's, that's why they're a really good team. That's why they're undefeated. Well, so, the good news is that their defense hasn't been as good as they've hoped. And, and, and it's a and it's a game where, like, the Packers are going to need to score, like, 50 points. They're going to need to score, like, 45, 50 points. It's still Aaron Donald and Domicon Sue is back. I know. Domicon Sue is back. Who's he going to step on? <laughs> Over-under. It's not over-under, but who's he going to step on? Well, Evan Dieter Smith isn't on the team, so yeah. who's going to piss him off the most is the question. Um, I don't know. Who's the who's the grittiest, nastiest guy on that offensive line? Brian Bulaga? Brian Bulaga? Well, grittiest, yeah. nastiest? <laughs> It's Bakhtiari. 
And then he's Corey not, Lindsay. Okay. Corey well, Lindsay would be you know a second. What? That's fair. Brett, uh, Bakhtiari's got he's got such beautiful hair. I just don't. Uh, I don't see him as a tough David guy. Bakhtiari. He's you're right. No, gonna, you're right. Have you seen him come? By off? the way, my uh, Mac laptop's at sixty nine percent. So I, that's an homage to David Bakhtiari. It's All right, 69. there you go. There you go. Have you seen Bakhtiari coming off the edge, killing corners on the on the edges? Like the guy. You're right. That's the guy's nasty. I'm totally wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. It's not Brian, but Brian Bulaga is actually like a real. I don't even know, man. I was trying. I mean, Byron Bell would be the, but Bulaga is like one of the last ones you should have thought of. That's fair. Well, actually, Corey Lindsley, I think he's the the Jamal Williams of the rotation of, ooh, that was too soon. Too soon. I don't know. Okay. I hate Donkey Kong Sue. Well, in, in Donkey Kong Sue. That's from Tyler. He doesn't like Indomitian Sue. None of us like Indomitian Sue. I don't think even Indomitian Sue likes Indomitian Sue. He hates himself. Nobody likes that guy. Even his own teammates. They All right, him. so before we get out of here, because we're getting down to the wire here, any last questions, shoot them into the chat real quick. Um, Mike McCarthy. And what he needs to do to – is it up to McCarthy to get this team up and prepared, or is he doing the right thing by leaning on the veterans, and does he stick with that you know mantra of – I lead quietly. My veterans do the talking. I'll say what I need to when, it, when it's mm-hmm. necessary. But coming out of the bye, how much pressure is he facing right now? I think he's facing a lot. He's going into the toughest stretch of the season, coming off of a win where they should have kicked somebody's ass. Like That game on Monday should not have been close at all. I said in the pregame show I wouldn't have been happy if they didn't win by three scores. They won by three freaking points. Like, just the opposite of what it should have been. It should have been a, an absolute, just nasty ass kick and given to the 49ers. And instead, it's a close game. They win by three. It was a disgusting experience for everybody. And now they have to play the Rams. They have to play the Patriots. They're going into a really tough stretch. There's got to be a lot of pressure. He, he has to know he's got to win one of these next two, next two games. He's got to know. Yeah, he does. Over under 70 points for both teams combined. 70 points combined. Oh, I, either week. Either week, either I take week. that. Look what happened with the Chiefs you go, you and the Patriots. Over? You go over on that? It was, I mean. Entirely they had, possible. Well, they, they put up 63 with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. The Niners Owen, are supposed to be way. garbage. So. That was from Owen. I don't want to want A good offense Owen's and Aaron Rodgers playing well? Sure. Not a problem. Sure. It's 35 apiece. It's probably the, be, the, the, if the this Packers, week, well, if 33 you, points is the most they've scored this week is the most points. The offense has well, scored. I'll tell you what, if you want to beat the Rams and you want to beat the Patriots, you better hope that there's over 70 points total because the Packers are probably gonna have to score close to 40 to win either of those two games. Do they let Rogers call plays? That's yes. from the bull devote. He does. He calls plays and audibles at the line all the time. And I think he's very involved in running the offense. And I don't know whether that's part of this riff between he and McCarthy and McCarthy wants Rogers to fall in line more, or if Rogers is just bored or whatever it be. Mm-hmm. But I think you can let him do that. He's earned that right, and he's succeeded enough that if he is calling the plays, he's not doing that badly. Kumquat Savage, <laughs> great name. My favorite name in the chat tonight. Um, our defensive backs can't keep up with their wide receivers. I don't know if that's true, man. Could possibly be true. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I mean, not, Kump- not if not if Jair's healthy. You're talking about if you're if we're talking pure speed and guys that can that can keep up with that. Yeah, Tremont can't. I'm not depending on Tremont to keep up with any burners. Uh, I, I think. Jackson can if he if he if he gets physical. I think he's a big corner who can jam at the line, and that's the thing that maybe he can depend on with speedy guys. And then he's smart. He's very smart, and I think he plays a lot faster than his forty time. So some of these young corners, the young corners, yes, I think they can compete with some some speed. I do you think Breland will finally debut? Yes, I think we will finally see Bashad Breland. I think 
you know, he's dealing with his injury, but I think they've been kind of like waiting on the bye and, and, and knowing like he'll probably come back after the, but the bye came at a great time. They had a couple guys injured that are key to this team that they didn't need to win against the 49ers that they could let sit. So Breland's one of those. I, I think, I think they can I think they can totally play with that offense. The thing that that we can't depend on is pass rush. It doesn't exist. Where's the pass rush? Where's the beef? Right. Yeah, they just they they can't get a push up front. It, I, they just it, they didn't address the position this year. They couldn't. They had to pick their poison. They added a lot of shouldn't say pick their poison, but they added a lot of corners. They weren't able to do it all. Okay, fine. So they're going to have to get after that next year. That's probably going to be what what their Achilles heels is, mm-hmm. is this year, and that will keep them from getting into a Super Bowl. You got to be able to put pressure on a quarterback. It's as simple as that. Now that they're actually allowing Packers to tackle quarterbacks, <laughs> that's that's the other hey, piece of they it. They should have one more win right now. We all know that the NFL knows that. Every fan of every team in the NFL knows that. So they go beat them. So go win. beat them in their own building and make Gotta it a, make it. it a non-factor and win this division. Sure, Rodney Pryor. The Bears brings suck up, and they're Rod- not going to do it. Rodney Pryor brings up a big name and a, a, an interesting and important name in this football game. Sam Shields will uh, try to show the Packers that he can still play. No, he'll be too busy accepting packages with a spliff in his hand at the Okay, door. well, no. <laughs> that's not nice uh no I think, it's not but unfortunately that's what happened it's true so i don't know man because no matter what you do on this offense there are some guys that that can that can really burn like they're uh Devontae adams is it runs fantastic routes and he's great at getting open and and the i think the best part of the 49ers game was Devontae adams playing the slot and uh, Richard Sherman goes into the slot like I'm going to take care of this and then he gets called for that late penalty right and then what happens the next play he's back outside on Marquez Valdez Scantling because he knows he can't hang with Devontae Adams there are some real really good wide receivers on Jamal this team Jamal Williams put Richard Sherman on his butt too with a stiff arm it's like <laughs> Sherman we love you you were fantastic right. for a time with the Legion of Boom but it's over bro yeah uh, all right we got to get up out of here so we can't make predictions. It's too soon. I think we don't know who's playing and all the actives and all that kind of stuff. So we won't have a show next week, but we'll be back the week after to break down the Rams game and preview the Actually, Patriots game. We do have the pregame show. So we'll do right. the pregame show at the bar and that will be live on Cheesehead TV's YouTube page. So True. you can join us for that. You'll get predictions and we'll break down that, that Rams game more. And we'll know, you know, we'll know injuries. We'll know everything that's going on going into that game. So uh, make sure you join us for that. Right. So it's been uh, it's been real. It's been fun, Jeremy. Thanks for losing your cookies at least once. The fans come here for that. <laughs> I do too. My right ear thanks you. My I don't left, even. I don't my even left know. ear does not. I don't even know when it's going to happen. It's just no, that's like, the best part. Something happens and all of a sudden I'm pissed. Today it was Kyler Fackrell. So <laughs> may uh, may Kyler Fackrell have the best bye week uh, of all. All right, everybody. Uh, Ticket King, get your tickets if you yep. want to go to see the Packers play at Lambeau Field. This past week ended up being a huge bargain, a great value. Check them out. They're not the big guys, and there's a reason for it. Their service is second to none. They've got a location right next to the stadium in Green Bay. Go pick up your tickets. Go see the Packers play. Get loud. Do not cheer on offense like the Brewers fans did when the Brewers won, which congratulations to them on that night. Unfortunately, the last couple games have not gone well. Today's Wednesday. I'll say no more. Go Brew Crew the rest of the way. (laughs) Yep. Just Jason one more up. mention. One more mention. I can't forget because we forgot to say it earlier in the show. Thanks to Thomas DeCarl for filling in to, uh, for Jason and the pregame show. And thank you for the delicious beer from Odell Brewing. It's great that we have this free beer to suck down while we talk about Packers. Thank you so much, Thomas. We appreciate it. So you can follow me on Twitter at Jason Perone. You can follow Jeremy at, R- at, at Jeremy RVDL. You can follow the show at, at CHTV Live. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. And for those of you in the chat, much love. This has been Cheesehead TV Live. 
Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out CheeseheadTV.com for more great Packers content.